You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape, podcast episode number 206. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, the final part of the ABCs of Motivation weight loss survival tips, and the six most common causes of exercise-related injuries and how to avoid them. You may have heard me talk about some of the different projects that I'm working on right now. And at this point, the easiest way for me to let you know when things are ready for you to view and work on and all that kind of good stuff is to do a special podcast. So I'm going to be keeping the podcast on the regular schedule. And then when different items or projects are done, you'll get a special episode to introduce you to everything that's going on with that. So that being said, let's jump right into the rest of our ABCs. Remember, you may have already read these or seen them on the Twitter page or Facebook page, but I go into more detail with them on the podcast. So we have the remainder of the alphabet to go through. Now, I'll be actually adding these ABCs of motivation and expounding more on them in my next motivation training book. You can actually get my first one, which is the Mindset Makeover book at thebookpatch.com. Obviously, there's links on the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com site and the Fitness Makeover site. Now, this is really life-changing material when it comes to your mindset. And it comes from the Fitness Makeover workshop. And that particular workshop is titled, Gaining Control of Your Habits to Create the Body You Want. Now, in the future, I do want to put this online, but if you're really, really interested in this, you can either get the Mindset Makeover book now, or you can send me an email at kira at fitnessmakeover.com and let me know that you really want to see it soon as an online course. Now, anyways, talking about motivation, we are back to the last part of the alphabet. So the letter U is what we have. U is going to stand for understand others. If you know very well how to talk, then you should know how to listen. So yearn to understand first and to be understood second. Now this also applies to things that you're reading or that you hear, like the podcast here, and listen and take into account what is being said, the context which it is being said, and then maybe ask questions if you can so you can fully understand something. And that goes also for yourself. You know, you have to ask yourself these questions. Why did I do this? Why don't I do that? Um, what, is, what is my motivation for working out? Is it to make myself feel better, to look better, to be more healthy? Understand some of your own motivations and also listen to your own body and your own thoughts. Unless they're the negative thoughts and then you don't listen to those at all. Anyways. The V is for visualization. And visualization is very powerful, and I think it's one of the things that most people don't do at all. But you can have great motivation without vision, but it's not going to be as good. It's kind of like having a boat on dry land. It's, it's there, but 
It's not real effective. So when you can visualize yourself doing things, whether it's getting up to go to your workout or whether it's doing the exercises in your workout or eating healthy foods or looking great in a dress that you want to wear, whatever that is, visualize it. And that way, that motivation is going to become a lot more steeped into the subconscious of your mind and be there when you need it. Now, the W is want it more than anything. Now, some people say that dreaming means believing, that you have to believe to achieve. And I think we need to add to that that, of course, things need to be realistic. So if you believe that you can achieve something, if it's realistic, then yes, it's doable, you can do it. So, you know, keep that in perspective, but realize that when you say that you want it more than anything else, it just means make it a high priority. Put it in an order of importance. So when you really want something and it's important to you to fit into that dress or to run in that race or to do a triathlon, realize that you have to prioritize that and prioritize your training for it. Now X, X is the X factor that'll make you different from other people. When you're motivated, you tend to put on some extras in your life. Extra time for family, extra time at work, extra time for friends, but keep in mind you need to have that extra time for yourself as well. Sometimes we're so focused on giving that extra for everyone else that we forget that we're important enough to have a little bit of extra for ourselves and extra time that could be used to relax and visualize and put all these motivational items together to keep you motivated all the time so you don't even have to think about it anymore. Now the letter Y in motivation is you. You are unique. Nobody else in this world looks like you or acts like you or talks like you. You are the only you. So value what you have and your existence because obviously we're only going to be here once as far as we know. And when you are feeling low, think about that and think that, you know what, I'm special. I've got good qualities. And think about those good qualities. Focus on what you're good at. Focus on what makes you happy. Don't let others put you down and don't let them compare you to anyone else because there is no one to compare you to. Now Z kind of a tough one here. Z is zero in on your goals and go for it. As we've said before, sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back, but hey, that's still one step forward, right? So pick your goal, be specific, pick some dates. You know what? That's just it. It's a goal. If you don't make those dates, you can reformulate or revise your program and pick another goal date. But as long as you get focused and get streamlined, you're going to at least be making progress towards something that is positive and makes you happy. So that's the end of our alphabet of motivation. Hopefully, out of those 26 letters, you found a couple of them that you can use either as a mantra or as a motto or write down somewhere to help you when you're feeling maybe not like going to the gym or not eating the right thing or just feeling a little low one day. Because I know we all are not completely motivated and rah-rah every day, at least I'm not, but on those days that you aren't, sometimes the little reminders like this help you to see what's important in life and help you redirect your energy so that you have that renewed motivation to accomplish your dreams and goals.
In nutrition, I'm going to share with you my three favorite rules for weight loss, and I would call them the weight loss survival tips because you know what? Using even just one of these three rules can help you break through a weight loss plateau or begin a program on a really strong note. And these are definitely my favorite for weight loss. So the first one is the 20-minute rule. It takes 20 minutes for your brain to notice that you've eaten. So it's not your stomach that tells you you've eaten enough, it's your brain. And it takes your brain at least 20 minutes to get the message. Now think about how much you can eat in 20 minutes. Now think about how much less you might eat if you were to slow it down. With slower eating, your brain will know that you've eaten, you'll feel satisfied, and you won't be craving food again in like an hour. Especially if your meals are balanced protein-carb-fat ratios like you've learned here on previous podcasts. So slowing down the eating, making sure your brain gets the signal, is going to do you a world of good. Now, by the way, if you have problems downloading any of those past episodes because you want to find out what that balanced protein-carb ratio is, you can send me an email at kira at fitnessmakeover.com. But you should be able to find all of the episodes and download them easily at the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com website. Okay, so now you know what the 20-minute rule is. The next rule is definitely one of my top ones. Actually, it is my top one. It's the tomorrow rule. Know that you can have more tomorrow or at a future date so you don't feel deprived today. This has helped me out so much, especially when I'm preparing for competitions because I have to cut out things that, yes, I love, which is like my wine and some other things. But I also know that, you know what? The world isn't going to run out of wine when my competition is over. So in the next three months, it'll still be there. I can have it then. I focus on my goal right now. And so many people get stuck in that whole yo-yo diet syndrome because they know that they'll be dieting the next day. And when they think that, they think that these foods aren't going to be allowed. And they know that today is the last day they can have any of this. So they eat a lot of it. Sometimes they binge on it. And that's not going to do any good. Now, if you understand that no food is completely forbidden forever, maybe just for a month or a week or a couple of months or even a day, and if you understand that there will always be an adequate supply of food when you reach your maintenance goal, then you're not going to be craving it and eating it like crazy. When I was doing competitions um, many years ago, I was always looking at the Cooking Light magazines and the food magazines, and people thought I was crazy because they're like, aren't you craving those foods? And, and I said, no, I'm just looking at what I can have when I'm done. So I don't want it now. I know it's going to be there. I can make the recipe later on. So that to me was very helpful and calming to know that, you know what, I can still have this later. You know, it's not the end of the world. And I always tell myself and my clients that the world is not going to run out of these things. It's not going to run out of chocolate, not going to run out of pizza, or whatever you might want right then and there at that moment. So get your goal first, and then you can enjoy all of those goodies and not get fat or gain weight. Now, the third rule, I use this one too, is the keep it quiet rule. Never tell someone that you're on a diet. People who are not dieting think that it's boring or think that you have to suffer. They have lots of labels for those of you who are on a diet. We definitely don't want to hear them call us any of those names. So don't tell anybody. 
Don't tell anybody you're trying to lose weight. Don't tell anybody you're on a diet. Your self-control might disappear when you're told, oh, you don't need to diet, or you look great now, or oh, no, you're perfect, or it took me so many hours to prepare this. Why don't you eat some? Eat a little bit. So pick and choose the foods that you want to eat because you want to have the results that you're looking for, not because you're on a diet. And nobody needs to know because one of the other things that we learned in that uh, fitness makeover gain control workshop is that people will try to sabotage you because many people do not succeed on a diet and they don't want you to either. And it's not a conscious thing. They're not malicious or anything like that. It's just that somewhere in the subconscious mind, that's a threat. So don't tell anybody you're on a diet. Now let's review those three rules so you know you have them down. The 20 minute rule, the tomorrow rule, the keep it quiet rule. So focus on even just one of these rules each week and you'll see your habits, your attitude, and your body change. In training, we're going to talk about some of the injuries that are most common with exercising and why and how you can avoid them. Unfortunately, there are so many different types of injuries that are common that we're going to break this into a two-part series. Now, most of the time, carelessness while working out, poor instruction, um, and improper form can all lead to injuries. And certainly, there's going to be more on this subject in a future podcast. But for right now, we're going to review three of the top common causes of exercise-related injuries. The first one, as I mentioned before, is incorrect exercise technique, which is also known as improper form or bad form. This could be poor body alignment. This could be using too much weight. Now, these things can cause strain on your joints, your ankles, your knees, your lower back, your neck, especially if you're doing a group class and you're trying to watch what the instructor is doing and you're in a weird position. All of this can lead to injury of the neck, shoulders, and back, basically everything else. So your proper form is always crucial to anything, and that's why if you go to a different gym or facility or whatever, always start with the lightest weight possible because different machines are built differently. The pulley systems are different. So 30 pounds on one machine might be more like 60 pounds on another. So don't just go in there and put what you think is a normal weight. Always start with a very, very light weight. 10 or 20 pounds. It may seem kind of silly, but at least you're working through the stretch of the exercise. You can count it as a warm-up set, but you'll have a better idea of what your weight should be. The other thing is always have someone check your body alignment, or at least your form. Now, when we talk about body alignment, that means having your head over your neck and shoulders, not protruding forward or backwards. It means your shoulders are pulled back your shoulder blades are slightly pinched and your shoulders are pulled down away from your ears. That is your perfect posture and that is how you should begin every single exercise. Now the next one I think we've probably all done at one point or another and that is persisting through pain. You know there's the old saying no pain no gain and really the pain I'm putting air quotes there should be feeling the muscle work not actual ouchy ouch pain. So if you think of the pain in the no pain, no gain saying as being just feeling the muscle, because that is, I don't want to say it's a type of pain, but it's a type of muscular feeling that's different than just being relaxed. Now there's also that pain that you know just does not feel right. 
and that's the one that's going to lead you to an injury. It may not be right away, but it can be an overuse injury that comes later on in time by doing the same things over and over again. So realize that if you do have a pain that is not just feeling the muscle work, then you need to pay attention to it and get something done about it. Either put some ice on it or talk to a, a doctor or a trainer about it and find out are you doing something wrong with your form? Is there something about that exercise that's not right for your body? Or maybe you're just using too much weight. But basically if something is hurting in a bad way, it's a signal to stop. The third most common exercise related injury is coming from a poor floor surface. And this has really strong case if you're doing group classes. Even if you're not doing jump up and down type aerobics, you're still going to get some wear and tear from a cement floor. So a cement floor covered with carpet, linoleum, or any other surface that's not designed specifically for exercise can cause injury. These floors don't have the, the give and the play when you exercise. So you actually end up jarring your muscles kind of like you were jogging outside. And that's going to be hitting your ankles, your knees, your shoulders, your hips. You want to be working out at a place where you have shock absorbent flooring. So if you're doing a gym at home or building a gym at home, make sure that that's the type of flooring that you get because it is important. It's kind of like driving a car with no shock absorbers. That's exactly what you'd be doing to your body. So even when you're doing lunges, same thing. You want to have that shock absorbing floor. So you might think, oh, that's only if you're doing high impact exercise or even low impact exercise, the type that would be associated with aerobic classes. Well, no, there's other things that are going to put some shock into your joints. Um, if you do plyometrics, and that, a lot of that is very popular right now, and a lot of that in the, the CrossFit or boot camps or whatever is done outside and they don't have the proper shock absorbing floor and that's why people end up with injuries. They may not be uh, manifesting themselves right away, but they're building and they're there and then eventually it's gonna go. You have the joints under so much stress and constant pounding, it's not gonna be healthy and eventually there will be some sort of injury. Usually it's to the knees or the shoulders because those are the ones that are most prone to overuse. So when you're looking at a gym or when you're building a gym or wherever you're going, make sure whatever surface you're going to be on has some shock absorbent material or at least has some play. So that way you know you're going to be keeping your joints safe and you'll be reducing the risk of injury. And that's what it's all about too because if you're injured you can't work out. So next time we'll be going over another three of the most common causes of exercise related injury. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.